Okay, I realize that today we mamish have to finish off all the alachot of basara b'chalav because there's just so much to do. I mean, I, I, maybe someone should remind me next year. We need to spend like two weeks on this because it's just huge. There's so much to discuss and it's so negaya. Yitzi, this is real. This is real stuff. Kitchen coming up in your house. She's gonna be asking you, Yitzi. Anyway, ah, it's gonna be great. Okay, Abaysa, yesterday we finished off with the following Shaila. And that Shaila was, if you have an onion, or any Dabachorib for that matter, and you put it into a blender, yes, are you with me? You put it into the blender, the food processor, the blade, whatever you want to call it, and you, and you, um, chop it up, grate it, blend it, cut it. Beautiful, thank you Ben for that beautiful, beautiful introduction and reminder. causes, the pressure of the knife causes the uh, taste that was previously imparted into the knife, even 22 years ago, to come out and it's called a real tam, tam rish, not a nut bar nut, not a secondary taste. Therefore the shayla that we left with yesterday was what happens if you cut an onion with a fleishiga knife, and, you got, by the way, you have to remember, by the way, people say, people call up all the time with Shailas that they cut something with a milchik knife. And then they did this, they did that, they did that, and then they come with a whole story. I'm like, hold on a second, I have one question for you. Did you ever, in your life, since you bought this knife, use this knife for hot, boiling hot, you had this by cheese? Like, no, not at all, never. So then it's paraf. No, no, it's, it's blue, and it says dairy on it, it's the milk. No, no, it's paraf. You have to know, a knife is only fleischuk or milchik if you only used it one time, one time, could be whenever it was, for hot, either meat or dairy. If it was never used for hot meat or dairy, then obviously it's not dairy, because it's called pariv, even if it's blue, and it's got a dairy sign all over it, and it's got spray paint of blue all over it, doesn't make a difference, because it's never been used for hot dairy. But if it was used for hot dairy or hot meat, and now you cut the knife, and then you put that onion in the food processor, and then the next, who knows when, doesn't make a difference when, use the same blade or the food processor for an onion, or something else, double chariv, to use with milk cakes, or whatever it is, the other opposite min, what din does that have? So here we have famous machlokes over here with the Morgan Avom and the Evan Oiser, which I'm not going to go into now exactly how they come to their conclusions. What we will tell you is the conclusion of the Heilige Chaya Odom and the Heilige Mishtabura, right? Tofnon Aleph. Mishtabura says that it's a chumra, it's a problem, and therefore it has to be treated correctly in that way. The mice of most priests can be, if you would call them up and ask them such a shayla, they would tell you that bidi evidence it's okay. But if you really want to be machme, then you can dip the blade after using it with a meat knife, with a meat onion, dip it into hot water, and then it goes back to me parv, and then you have to, don't have to worry in the future of cutting an onion in there and using it for milchik salad. But again, that's the most lachatchera, but again, if you did it already, then that cucumber salad that we talked about yesterday would be absolutely okay. I want to move on, because like I said, we have so much to do today. Uh, two hashayas we have to get onto of, a, of the um, sort of daraisa level, and then we'll move on to the, some of the gzairas, some of the drabonans. Number one, We'll talk about steam just for a moment, even though everyone's familiar here with the Mishnah and Machshirin. The Rosh famously talks about it, the Piskei Tshuva, brings the Barichas, brings the Tshuva Sarosh, right, in Yeridea, Simon Sali Beis, in the Piskei Tshuva over there, Tzivches, Zayin. So I'll compare him, the Halacha is like this. The Mishnah tells us, talking about Mikvoyas and Tum of Atayra, that Zeya, which is steam, is, has the din of the food itself. So if you've got steam, steam basically has a din of whatever it's coming from. So if the steam of chicken soup is chicken soup, steam of, you know, ravioli is ravioli, right? That's what it is, okay? So therefore the steam of something is considered to be the item itself. If that's true, we have the following few shilas. Shiloh number one, what happens if a person by mistake uh, puts a ladle, that's a milchik ladle, and he puts it over the chicken soup as it's steaming. He didn't put it in yet, but he's about to, and then he's like, oh my gosh, this is a milchik ladle, right? I can't do this. It takes away, but like, hold on a minute, but it was steaming. 
right? The, the chicken soup was canine horror steaming over there. It went all over there. Or let's say um, you're pouring salt shakers or pepper or something similar, any spices. You're pouring it into the chicken soup. And when you're doing that, the, the steam rises it up. Right? That's question number one. Question number two. What about an oven? What din does an oven have? Like, be steam. Also, a major shayla. What do you do? You have to have two separate ovens. What if you use it for the wrong one? Rabbi said, these are shaylas that we cannot deal extensively in one shot. I don't know if we're going to get to them. I do suggest that if everyone learns this properly, then you sit down and open up a Yeridea, and you start from Pezayin, and you go all the way through. Or, if you haven't got time for that, open up a kashrut in the kitchen, kashrut in the kitchen, for those Sephardim out there, and you'll be able to learn a bit of the halachot. Okay? Now, we all know where it is on the shelf, right, Asha? Okay. No, no, you don't have to get it, it's okay. Now, moving on. So, just to mention those two shaylas. Steam. We have to know one thing. This is the famous Yisrael. The Bach brings this Lalach Alamaitza. The Orchashulchan passed this way. Moshiv of Sheinberg also passed this way. And that is that whenever steam has a mockim to go, when it is not enclosed in a small area, and therefore it's not concentrated, it is okay. Meaning it will not impart its taste into anything that it meets. Which means the ladle that was hanging over the chicken soup, right, um, is going to be okay. Why? Because the steam is just floating out of the pot. That's okay. Whereas, if you have, for example, I don't know if you guys remember, there is such a, there was such a thing. I don't know if they make it so much anymore nowadays. It's like a pressure cooker. What a pressure cooker is? You close the lid really tight and you have that little hole on top and the steam just piles over there and you're scared at any moment it's going to explode so you just leave the kitchen just to make sure. Mylach, you know exactly what I'm talking about? Absolutely. That could be a problematic, because there the steam is very concentrated. But in a regular case, it's always open, and therefore it's okay. So generally, steam will be, a, will be okay. Um, the only thing you've got to be careful of, if you're putting salt and pepper and these things into a pot, to make sure that the condensation doesn't cause it to really get, uh, like sometimes it, it, it clogs it up, which means it really got in there. But our Kapodim, Shalom talks about it, and he says, the mice, the steam never gets in. You know why? Because the hole that allows the salt or the pepper to come down is always, it's always full. Because something's coming out. If something's coming out, steam can't get in. It's always at every time, right? Okay. So generally, we don't have to worry too much about steam. I know that there are machmirim out there. You could, you know, you'll figure it out when you want to ask a shayla and someone says that it's asa. But lemaisa over here, we say that it's mutter because we pass in the lemaisa the yorchasholchan rif Sheinberg, that it's okay that a steam has got a no koyach if it's got a mokim to go. Similar shayla in an oven is the same thing in an oven as well. That generally our ovens, again, not going into detail now, but our ovens are considered to be big ovens, not small ovens, right? In the days of Chazal, they had, if you learn the Sechtas Shabbos, for example, you talk about the Sugi of the Kira, Mishnai Shabbos, you recognize those small little things, little holes in it, one, two, whatever it was. So Kaponim, our ovens are considered to be uh, large ovens, number one. And number two, they have a vent, right? Most ovens have a vent. You'll feel the air coming out when it's on. In which case, that the steam always has somewhere to go, which means that most of our ovens generally will not be problematic because of steam, which means, uh, you know, chas v'shalom not to do this. But lemaisa, if a person would cook chas v'shalom, meat and milk in the same oven at the same time, but the it would be okay. Why? No zaya in an oven. As I passed with Shaim Beglamaisa, as I was in Obak, told me that his father, Shlom, is Adam Paskind also. And also the Reicha, Reicha Lamus, the Gemara Psachim. Again, too much to talk about, too much to go into. But Allah Lamaisa, Chasrashon, we should never do that. But if Chasrashon had ever happened, you should know that Zayr in an oven generally, number one, has a place to go. And number two, gets burnt up within the heat of the oven. And therefore, it's not such a problem. Now, the Minigan Klali Solon, it should be that way, is to have two ovens, one for milk and one for meat. That's a double portion, Admoid. Right? That's what we do. When you have a double oven, by the way, be very careful that you have probably a hersha or get someone to check it out. The reason being, because the steam can sometimes go from the back of the oven and go into 
the milchik oven from the top. In fact, with Vosn and Shavit Alev, he writes down that if you have a double oven, make sure the top one is fleshik and the bottom one is milchik. Because the, the fleshik normally gives more steam, and if you want the one on the top, because the steam will just go out. Whereas if it's in the bottom, it will go into the top oven. Again, we have the Machon, I spent a long time over there in Bayat Vagan, and they showed me exactly how they get rid of the steam, making sure it doesn't go from one oven to the other oven. But again, Rabbi said these are sugars that we could spend a long time on. But I got him to realize that such a shayla does exist. If you want to kasha your oven, which is very negative shvuas, because people need to make chalas, more cheesecake, all these things that so they don't have enough oven space or time, whatever it may be. So halacha generally is, even though the Magadabom tells us clearly in top of the that we don't kasha from one to the other, even though it's talking about hagola, not talking about libun. So the halacha is that if you want to kasha your oven, very simply, is you make sure you clean it out, you put it on the highest temperature that it's been, wait till it's got to that temperature, wait another five or ten minutes once it's reached the temperature, and then you're good to go. It's not something we do on a common basis all the time. The Maganavom says, because we're choshish, that maybe a person will switch things up and he'll make a mistake and he will clean it, whatever. But in case, for a case of shvuas, a person can for sure be makel and clean the oven, burn it out, and now can use it for the opposite type without any problem. Okay, everybody say? Is that clear? Live you with me. Come on, Maganavom, right Okay? Let's move on. Does not have to be a salt cleaner. I'm going to have to pirate oven. That will be the game for Pesach. Pesach Avadim, it's good. Even though Rabbi Yashav was a chumrah about the, the joints of the, where the glass is from the door, but we're not talking about Pesach right now, but I'll call upon him. For Pesach, for sure that's good. That's Liban Chomo. When it comes to him, hey, you need Liban Kal. And therefore, you don't need a, a pyrolytic self cleaning oven. Moving on. Thank you for the question, though. It's a good one. Uh, moving on, Rabbi Yashav. Let's talk about what we really, what we, what we started this whole halacha for. And that is waiting after Nuchiwa, meat and milk. Nagea for Shavuos, of course, when it's Nagea to all sorts of things. Rabbi Sai, a lot of Shailas to get to. I'm talking about two Si'ifim in Shulchan Aruch right now, Peitessi Aleph and Peitessi Base. Very important to know these halachas on Nagea Eli every single day. Okay? Actually, there's another shayla that we have to get to, but I don't know if we're going to get to today without eating on the same table. Milk is a fleshing on the table, same table. Let's say you go to a suda and there's seven milchiks and you're like, hello, Basavadagim, it's Yantav, I want to have meat, right Zeb? Right, I can see Zeb doing that for sure. Walking in and saying, I don't want milk hicks, I want flyshakes. Give me a steak, let's go, right? Shmuis, I wait shmuis, especially to have a flyshake to see that, right? Zeb's masking to me, I knew he's masking to me. So in that case, um, what do you do? So they say to you, you know what, no problem. You can sit on the other end of the table, right? What's the din in such a case? Are you allowed to eat flyshakes of everybody else? Eat your milk hicks, what are you tying about? in such a case, before Mishnah, in Cholin, everybody knows, Paskin and Jehovah, Shulchanach, and Simmons and Peiches. Alkoponim, the halacha over here is, let's start from eat, waiting from one to the other. Let's talk about waiting after eating meat, and then we'll get to waiting after eating milk. If we have time, we'll mention that small shaila about eating on the same table, because it could be, it is Nogeya, okay? All we have is like this, Shabbat sign. Very important thing to remember. If somebody would ask you, is the Makar for waiting six hours? The answer is no, not really. There's no real Makar for waiting six hours after eating meat before eating milk, right? How do we know that? Because the Gemara tells us in Cholin Daf, Kuvhei, Omid Beis, the Gemara says, I am vinegar, the son of wine. I'm vinegar, the son of wine. What does that mean? He says, my father, he waited 24 hours. Keminag hamukubolim. That you wait 24 hours. You didn't go 24 hours, Zuk the Gemara, between meat and milk. there, I'm only, I'm vinegar. My son, my father was wine. I'm vinegar. I only wait when? Misuda the Suda. That's what I do. I wait misuda lesuda. That's what I do. Now again, we're not going to go into the calculation right now. It's our Pia Gemara and Pesachon and Gemara and Brachos that the cheshbon of six hours, which Paskin and Shulchan Aruch clearly Shulchan Aruch Manana Shulchan Aruch says clearly sheish shaot. 
I think the article translates it as six hours. I think that's a good translation. I think that'll be a good translation, right? Okay, six hours. Okay, let's make that clear. Where does it come from? It comes from the Cheshbon of Esudas Tabot Chochom. That would be from six hours to six hours. That's where it comes from. But Alpine the Gemara, by the way, there is no Makar. By the way, the article of Chaim Shvelevitz, that's how I'll ask Amor to get cash on the Gemara. He says, I don't understand. What do you see? He's saying, I'm thinning a son of wine. My father waited 24. I can only wait from Suda to Suda. So just wait 24, 24. What's the problem? Sorry, guns are smooth, not for now. Don't take on hummus that you're not holding by. If you're not holding there, you don't do it. How do we know this? We're all familiar. From where, where are we familiar with this? From the Orachana Kodesh. In Parshas, Bachukhoisai, Perish, Zion. Everyone knows that, right? 42 Pshatim, 7 Pshat tells us, don't be, take on hummus that you can't keep because you have to hold the Ikah Ding before you get onto the hummus. As I said, that's the the Gemara over here in Chonit of Kuvayim base that Avada, you have to be careful not to take on hummus. That's why he didn't take on hummus of waiting 24 hours. You should know that many of the Sfaradim, right, Api Kabbalah, do wait 24 hours. In fact, it was the Minig, Dan has been waiting for this for a whole year already. It was the Minig of the Aligat Shotkava. The Aligat Shotkava was makbid to wait 24 hours after eating meat before eating milk, right? Not against the master. You wait 24 hours. 24 hours! He had a big problem. What was his problem? His problem was the Yontav of Shvius. He wanted to makayim the minig of Claudius soul of eating milk hicks. Oh, but my sense is Suda. Suda, you eat flesh hicks. So he eats the meat, meat at night. What, what, what's he meant to eat milk hicks? So he came up with a patent. What did he do? He took a milk hick spoon, and he dipped it into his tea. With this, I'm yoyt to the minig of Klal Yisrael, the heilige chotkava of eating milchiks on Shviz. This shows us the godless of Tam Ke'ika. He held of it, Mamash. It was, it was by him, it was real. Al-Kaponim. him. Let's move on, Rabbi Said, to a little bit more. Um, what does it mean when the Gemara says, I wait misuda lusuda? How long, Lemaisa, do you have to wait between eating meat before eating milk? So Toysus says very clearly, Toysus says it's about 30 seconds. How do I know it's 30 seconds? Because Toysus says it's the amount of time it takes to bench. Now, how long does it take the bench? Nobody wants to wash to begin with. If you, if you manage to get the guy to wash, finally, you know, then maybe he'll bench. How long does it take the bench, Nochim? I don't know how long it takes the bench. Exactly, have an easy pass. Very good. So, Lemaisa Tosa says it takes the amount of time to bench. That's how long it is. Lemaisa, the Rambam famously says, and Rav Aaron in Lakewood, Paskin, this way, Alokha Lemaisa and the Yeshiva BMG goes other Yomazer, as far as I know, with this Mahalach. The Rambam says, like six hours, right? So Rambam Shulchanak does not bring it. Shulchanak says, Shesh, Shin, Shin. Translated in art scroll, six. And therefore, since the Rambam says, K, Shesh, some hold, that means into the sixth hour, whether it's five and one minutes, whether it's five and thirty-one minutes, these are ready in the Erie, they're not going into the Dakuchuva from the Minkatcha, being from the Mizra Saita, three hours. I'm not going into that. The Ramava Ikatin Paskins, one hour. Obalamaisa, if you go through Roy Vishainim, they hold it six. That's Rabbeinu Hanana, the Rambam, the Rif, the Rashba, the Rosh, the Balaita, the Meir, the Rabbeinu Rukham, the Tor, the Kolba, the Ebenezer, the Ran, the Rakea. Hold that we're dealing with six, six hours mamish. Ramah Pafkins one, and then the Shach and the Taz say that if you have any Reach Torah, you know what Reach Torah means? It's a Shmek of Torah inside you. That is a Shmek of Torah. Then I've had you keep six hours. You look at the Chachma Sodom, Chachma Sodom said it was a Neder, it's a Din Neder, Klali Sodom be Mechabal on themselves to keep six hours. By the way, if you, know, if you ever learn the Torah in Hilchas Tainis, he also says that about most of the Tanesim that we keep as well. Right, this man Chazal, you didn't have to dafka keep it, right? Sometimes it is, sometimes it didn't, depends on the matzav. Nowadays, clearly so keep it, because how we from a couple of themselves, like your Moshe writes, by tzitzis, all sorts of different again, shilas. But I'll compare them over here, the same thing, the chayodom, so the chachmas odom, when it comes to six hours by eating meat, 
the oilam were machman. Again, like the shach and the tal say, it's very, very clearly in that case. In fact, somebody once came to Rabbi Chaim Karyevsky and he asked for a bocha for a shidduch. And he waited online. And he goes to the Rebbe, no, finally he gets there. He asks for a shidduch and, and Rabbi Chaim Zatzal says to him, Lo yisabach shagadi b'chalevi moi. And you know how it goes, you get pushed off. The oilam knows, right? Next! There's no time for like, hold on a minute, what does that mean? So I asked this rabbi, he said, does it make it as ask for a shidduch? And he says, which is the prophet that talks about what? Wait, you know, where we learn all the halachas of what we're talking about right now, right? So, um, the, 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 the rabbi over there, the rav, asked us this bach, asked this talmud, tell me something. I started to go through a schedule, I started to go through everything he does. Are you, are you careful to wait six hours? He says, no, I'm not really careful to wait six hours. Eh, but everybody heard the toast was hold, you know, from minute to minute, I can bench. So if toast did it, I could do it. He was a choshviyet. I've got, you know, it's not, no problem to me. Even though we don't pass the night toast But I'll upon him, said, that's shout. They came back to Rav Chaim and said, Rebbe, how did you know? You're a novi? She said, no, I'm not a novi. Very simple. The Zoya says that if a person not makman, but a he has a gedil on his forehead. I pushed it, saw the gedil on his forehead. So maybe I saw that. My sister, Rabbi Sai. Person has to be very, very careful when it comes to these things. Let's move on, Rabbi Sai. A lot of different shines we have to get to. Um, okay, why do we wait after eating meat? Ma'ab shat, lama, ma'atam. Why do we wait after eating meat? So we have over here, Machalikas Rishonim Pashtus. That's between Rashi and the Tor. Rashi says, Rashi and the Ramba. Rashi says that we're worried about taste. That means when you eat meat for six hours, the taste is still there. The Rambam says, Bosa Shinayim. That means there's meat in between your teeth, and that meat has a din of meat for six hours. By the way, come over, come over, nafkamin is over here. What if you chew it and don't swallow it? What if you swallow something without chewing it? So my Supreme Godim says, everyone paskins, we paskin like both sheets, both Rashi and Rambam, and if it doesn't make a difference if you did or did not chew it, the you have to wait. I'll tell you, it's a Maisa Somebody calls me up, he says to me like this, I want to know, Shaila, I have a pair of false teeth. And I sometimes share it with my wife. I take it out, I give it to my wife. So the shaila is, the shaila is if I eat meat and I give the false teeth to my wife, does she have to wait six hours and continue? Right? That's the shaila over there, Rabbi Sai. In fact, there are many gedolim. In fact, the Manchester Shishiva, I spoke to the Manchester Shiva Zatzal's dentist, that he told me that he had actually three pairs of, uh, three pairs of false teeth, one for Milchik, one for Fleischik, and one for Pesach. Why one for Pesach and not two? That's what he had, one for Milchik, one for Fleischik in that case. Well, boys, side, we've got too many things to go to, we'll get to Shalis later. Tavshul Shalbasa. Right, there are more paskins of Tavshul Shalbasa got a dinner basa, which means, people don't know this, that when you take oil, that was fried within schnitzel. And they go to a store and they sell french fries. And in the same oil that they, they fry the french fries, they fry the schnitzel or the oil or whatever it is, you have to wait six hours. You have to wait six hours after those chips. Why? Because they were fried in what we call a tavshul shabasa, the oil, the schmaltz, every schmaltz was, there we go, it's coming up, don't worry, it's getting there, we're getting a few hours, is the mice inside the oil, and therefore avada and it's a problem. Uh, Ramosha was asked about a liver pill. And Ramosha said, you don't have to wait six hours after Liverpool because you know, they have, you know the two reasons of Rashi and the Rambam of Vasa ben in that case. Uh, what about an oven? What if something, for example, was cooked in an oven? And something was cooked in an oven with meat. That's why you've got meat going on over there and you've got challah over there, right? Do you have to wait six hours after that challah? Absolutely not. Not at all whatsoever. Ramosha Shtamar told me you do, but I don't think you do because we don't have Rashi and we don't have the Rambam in that case. And therefore, even if the challah was cooked in the oven together with meat, you would not have to wait six hours in that case. And um, Suha Din, if you put a challah on top of the, on top of the lid 
of the uh, cholent or something similar to that, you also would not have to wait in that case. Rabbi said there are a million, million different shilas, the Piskachuba beings from the Chassam Soipa. What happens, for example, if a person's a chayla, right? You can have women, for example, that are feeding and they need to drink milk all the time. So then the Chassam Soipa says, a shtikul chayla, you can be making like make din after an hour and there's no problem whatsoever. I asked once from Chan Kenevsky's that cell, what's the thing if a person makes a bracha on a drink of milk within six hours of meat? So he says, what do you say? He says, right? In the battle of the bracha that you said before, we say, my twin into the Whatever the monogam, the villagoy, but I'll put him. What happens, for example, if a person? Um, this is a this is a gavaldi gishayla. What happens if a person slept? A person went to sleep. Does sleep make a difference? Right? Does it change anything? So there's a there's a modi chasam soifa. The chasam soifa for years and years used to say that once you slept. So it's already, you know, makes the digestion work quicker. And maybe you don't have to wait six hours. And he used to be knowing that way himself. He used to have a coffee within six hours of meat. Until one time, well, said, we can't do this. Oh, some soda could do it, right? Um, and at one time he was, he was doing that, he was paying himself a coffee. And the coffee spilt. And he said, oh, can you read the Shemayim? Don't paskin like me. And he stopped that mahalach. So I'll compare my house with Oba, because there is a safer of the Yom Avrom from Ravadas. That time is that if you wait, if you sleep, you don't have to wait six hours. Rebizil told me that it doesn't really apply in that case over there because he was talking about a specific situation. Rabbi said we can go on and we can go on and we can go on about all the different shalas that are on a gear. Let me just move on to some of the shalas after eating cheese because after all that's why we started these halakha, that's why important. Again, from the Gemara, except the Zoya, because the Zoya there is, but in the Gemara there's no Makar that a person has to wait after eating meat, after eating, sorry, after eating dairy, after eating dairy, there's no reason that a person has to uh, wait anything. Again, I'll pick a bottle of Ravada, and many people have a minig, I'll pick a bottle, and if that's your minig, the Ravada should keep your minig. But if you don't have a minig, you do not have to wait after eating dairy. There are three things that you do have to do. We discussed this right at the beginning from the Chsam Soifa book from the Heidegger Medrash, the Pouches by Yera. And that is, you have to kinuach, hadocha, netilisadayim. Kinuach, hadocha, netilisadayim, which means to wipe out your mouth with the food, to rinse it out with the liquid, and to wash your hands, right? Right? So, for example, I asked Rabbi Zalobach, are you allowed to use a toothbrush instead of eating something instead of no problem whatsoever. I allowed to use a baby wipe, not on Shabbos. I allowed to use a baby wipe during the week, not on Yom Tafur. So I allowed to use it to wash your hands. I've had you can. But a lot of the ways you need Kinuach, Adocha, and Atila after doing that in that case. So let's move on, Rabbi Sai. The biggest problem. Oh, we're going to get that. So the biggest problem is, Rabbi Sai, when was the last time you saw someone do this? When was the last time you saw somebody, for example, go into the dinner room, going to have supper, and they're like, oh, hold on a minute, I can't eat the chicken right now, because the maisa, I am going, I, have, I had cheese, I had, I had coffee, whatever it was, I have to do quinoa chadacha and the And forget, we learned from the sofa, this was the whole reason why the Kalisol got the Torah. The answer is, clearly this way, that after an hour, you don't need quinoa chadacha and the So if there's been a one hour break between the milchiks, to the fly sheets, then you don't need anything whatsoever in that case over there. And let's move on, Rabbi Say. When it comes to hard cheese, again, Rabbi said these are major shilas over here that we could do over here. So the, the, basically, the Makar starts like this. The Heilige Maram. The Maram used to laugh at people that waited after eating cheese before eating meat. He didn't understand it. The Marshal, when he quotes the Maram, says, Apikosis. How does it make sense? Just because something happened to him or didn't happen to him, therefore nobody else should wait. And the Maisha, the Marshal said, Avada and Avada, a person, the Maisha, 
because you don't have to wait. The Maram says you do have to wait. Al Kaponim the Shail is what do you have to wait on? So the, here we have, and again, Rabbi said we're skipping a lot of steps over here. We have over here two types of cheese. There's number one, a six month cheese, and number two, there's a wormy cheese, right? They sell it, for example, here and there to swell. The worms are kosher, you can eat them, they're milchik, there's no problem with them whatsoever. It's called Givina Mutulas, right? It's got worms in it, they're, they're moving around, it's very, good, very delicious, right? So if you have six month cheese or worming cheese, you have to wait six hours. Nobody argues with that. By the way, people come along and say, nowadays, we don't wait six hours after eating cheese. It's not true. I called up many cheese companies, many places that many Tanuva and all sorts of places, many of the cheese that they have are actually aged over six months. In fact, Ravosna writes in a Chubin Shevet Alevi that even if it was under six months processed, but it's been in the manufacturer, it's been in the storage, it's been in the warehouse, and it's been in the fridge up to six months, then the mice, you could have to wait six hours for such a cheese. Now, the mice, you know, to show many of the Gedolim were machme to consider most cheeses hard cheese. In America, it's Nishta Zoy. In, in, in England, also it's Nishta Zoy. Unless you know it's been aged, or it's got a very there's no reason to wait. Also, you have the Yad Yehuda, the famous Yad Yehuda, Meister of Scheinberg Paskin this way, and that is if it's melted, then it's for sure no problem whatsoever. You definitely do not have to wait six hours in that time. But basically, we skipped a lot of steps. Just one last thing, when we talked about the idea of eating meat and milk on the same table, could be Negei Shavuos, because you could have, you know, he wants to eat uh, a shawarma and she wants to eat the cheesecake on the same table. So we have a Mufusha Mishnah, there's no problem, better than putting it on the same table, um, on the same bag. On the table is a problem if it's a table you eat from. It's a table you serve from, or it's a counter, where you just clear things off upon the fridge, then there is no problem. So a table you eat from is obviously going to be problematic, unless you have either a hacker that you put something in between to make sure you don't come to eat from the other one. I asked once of Scheinberg, I said, Rebbe, are you allowed to put a safe on the table between meat and milk? She says to me, I don't understand, but a safe is always on the table. Who eats with the safe and not on the table? So if it's always on the table, it's not considered to be a hacker, right? Or if you know Vadai, that someone's not going to eat from it. For example, I have no problem putting a baby bottle of milk on the table. Why? Because I know that nobody's going to drink from that. It happened one time in a prom soda, in the middle of a prom soda, Shemi Rachim. But like upon him, apart from a prom soda, it's generally not going to happen that anyone's going to drink from it, and therefore it's no problem. I asked once from Chaim Kanievsky, what happens if you're sitting in a, in, a, in, a, in a plane? Again, I don't know how you travel, but I travel, I normally sit like this. And the guy next to me is eating a meat sandwich, and I'm eating a cheese sandwich, and it's two different tables for my side, right? Two different tables. Right? It's very close. So Chaim told me no problem whatsoever. Two different tables. I asked the same shot at him. What if you're sitting on a bench? Right? You're sitting on it's a long bench. You're sitting eating a shawarma and he, your friend is sitting eating a piece of pizza. Ah, do you need a hacker? Some kind of separation to make sure. He said, Abadana, stage in Chazal, Shohan, a table. There's no table and there was no problem. Rabbi Sai, the Xeras are tremendous. Very, very important to remember when it comes to Shavuos and Bekaimul, the Allah has Be'ez Hashem. Tomorrow, we'll start a brand new Sugan Hilcha Shavuos. Have a wonderful day.